0: You're listening to The Packernet Podcast Network Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest But let me play devil's advocate here Let's see, so No, that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's, you did it You stumped this charming devil I'm Alex Rodriguez And I'm Jason Kelly.
2: on the phone there
4: sir i've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
1: Well, i don't think it's something i want to do on an overseas phone you gotta make some phone calls hang up the phone prank caller prank call ladies and gentlemen welcome to packer net after dark this is the call-in show of the packer net podcast network if you'd like to call in if you want to participate in the show please feel free to do so the number here is 608 501 0718. Just go ahead and leave a message. No big dealio. Kind of doesn't matter what you talk about, although somebody might call in and get pissy about it. But that's just the way things go. You can call back and fight with them, and then we got a whole show. Actually, don't do that, please. Um, We do have a new caller, by the way. I got to find him here. I got to scroll for a while because we have 106 callers, don't you know? Here we go. New call. And by the way, this person called. Uh, today like five hours ago, so just jump straight to the front of the line. So, you know, if you, if you haven't called and you want to get in, then there you go.
5: Hello, this is Carson Caldwell from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, Carson. And I was making a YouTube video for my Packers YouTube channel, and I was thinking the topic of Jordan love going to France with Justin Fields and Deshaun Watson for like a quarterback workout, and I was thinking about is there really anything that Jordan love can get from Justin Fields? And from Deshaun Watson, that will help him improve as a quarterback, or is it going to just be Justin Fields figuring out how to become a better passer based off of Jordan Love and Deshaun Watson? Is there really are we are we really going to see much growth from Jordan Love because he's working out with these two guys, or is it just going to be beneficial for them and not really beneficial for Jordan Love? Because at that point, it's kind of scary to think that Justin Fields would be improving because of Jordan Love and Deshaun Watson and working out with them, and Jordan Love would just kind of
6: stay the same that he is now because Justin Fields isn't a great passer. So, let me know.
1: Yeah, by the way, don't don't be afraid to name drop your YouTube channel, man. Go ahead and throw it in there. It's all good. I'm all about supporting uh, different podcasts, YouTube channels, whatever. I mean, I think, honestly, all three of them are going to be benefiting less than if they were just there with their quarterback coaches and whatnot. But I do think Justin Fields is getting the the most benefit of anybody and that's not just, you know, based on hate or whatever. I mean, if you really think about it, Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback of the group. Pending Jordan Love, we'll we'll see what he's got. But I mean, Deshaun Watson at one point was was a legit top 3 quarterback. I mean, he was unfreaking believable in Houston. Really talented. So I don't hate that Jordan Love is going to be learning a little bit from him about football. I can't imagine what it is that Justin Fields is going to benefit Jordan Love. Not only has he not really figured anything out, but who is his offensive coordinator? It's Getze. Getze came from the Packers. So Getze is doing his best job of interpreting what it is that Matt LaFleur is trying to teach quarterback. He's trying to do a Matt LaFleur impression. So if Justin Fields is really trying to learn, even though it is it is a different offense, but it, it's structurally still from the same system, Jordan Love is going to be able to help him more than Justin Fields is going to be able to help Jordan Love. Unless Jordan Love is trying to figure out how to run real good or something, I don't know that there's a ton of benefit. And, and similarly with Deshaun Watson, who is now in Cleveland, who runs a similar offense to what Matt LaFleur runs, I think Jordan Love probably, having been in that system, I think more than either of those two guys because Getzy just got there in Chicago and uh, Deshaun just got to Cleveland and I don't think they ran that in Houston. That that was back when they had uh, what's his name from the Patriots. So Jordan is the most experienced of three guys that are in very similar systems um, and I think Watson is probably the I mean, he is the most experienced and probably the most talented. Again, we'll see what Jordan can do. But yeah, Justin's just kind of there for the ride and, and and again, I think all three of them are probably going to get less out of this than if they were just there with their teams and with their coaches so that they can be in their system with the experts in that system teaching them how to do stuff working with their wide receivers and whatnot. I think it's a fun vacation and I don't mind it because it's centered around football. Right? I'm, I'm not so hard-headed as to say if you're having fun, you suck and you hate this team. No, dude, please have fun. Please enjoy your life. Please enjoy being a football player. Please enjoy being rich and do all this stuff. I think, In fact, I think it's freaking awesome. I love that uh, the guys work out in in Green Bay or whatever, and I think that's super cool. You know what else would be super cool? If Jordan Love and some of the boys from the team flew out to the Bahamas to practice. Just for the heck of it. There's no facilities out there. Who gives a crap? It's the Bahamas, bro. Go play football on the beach. I don't care. So it's cool that they're going out to France. I don't know what it is, the, the facility or whatever they're doing out there, but it's a cool vacation with young NFL quarterbacks, that can hang out and have a good time, but also grow as quarterbacks as opposed to other people who, let's be honest, they're they're probably just not putting in the same amount of work. So I'm all about it, but fair point. And that would be my thought. Love and Watson bring value. Justin Fields, not a ton. I mean, maybe he's learned a couple nuggets that he can throw in there from some other people, but I just don't think so. Anyways, man, hope that helps. And uh, good luck with the old YouTubes over there.
3: Hey Ryan, uh, just wanted to give you a couple really quick takes on some things. Um, I believe having a live Packernet after dark would be an excellent idea. Um, it doesn't really matter to me how you decide to go about doing that, but, uh, I think, uh, during the slowest time of the year, uh, it'd be a really good reinvigorating of the fans to get a chance to talk to you live and, uh, Hoping uh, that happens real soon. Uh, Another thing, um, I really would like to see some of the guys call in and give their predictions now, like uh, what Thomas Austin did, um, just for the fact of uh, just kind of getting a barometer of of where guys really believe this team is going into uh, training camp. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really agree with Tom that uh, I think this team has more potential that a lot of the media is giving them credit for. Um, and I, too, think the, the plus wins are going to be in the 10s or 11s or more. Uh, just potentially just, uh, you know, agreeing with you that it, it could go either way. There could be a lot of wins or it could be a lot of losses. Um, and it's really hard to determine. But uh, I just have a feeling that this team is being uh, underestimated by a lot of people and not giving credit for what they possibly can do. And I think, you know, the pressure's off of them because of that. So I think that they're going to play loose um, and, and potentially could surprise a lot of people. So here's to uh, being the underdog and uh, smacking a lot of
1: people in the mouth next season. I'm out. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that's a great way to put it is um, the potential of the team. I, I don't know that, I mean, obviously a lot of people have said things that I just flat-out disagree with in terms of how they come to their conclusions, but I think people are right about what they're saying about the Packers if they put the caveat on that this is their floor. But it seems like everybody only looks at the floor and says that's what will happen, which, of course, is nonsense. There is a range of how good the, the team could be, and I, and I think, unlike a lot of other teams, the Packers actually have a really high ceiling. The Bears, I shouldn't say that. If Justin Fields is good, they don't. Uh, They do. The Lions, for example, I don't think they have necessarily a super high ceiling. They could get better. They could get into the playoffs. Do they have a team that is going to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely not. I mean, the Bears probably don't either, mostly because of their defense. And again, that's still assuming Justin Fields is great, but um, they just don't have it. The Packers, in the entire NFC North, the Packers are the only team that, that has the pieces at every single position, and they just need things to break the right way. If you look at the Bears, you look at those defensive pieces, I don't care if they're playing at 100%. It's a bad defense. Same with the Vikings. Same with the Lions. They just don't have it. Now, again, they, they can ramp it all up and just win and play it. And, and, and the, the, the big reason I don't believe in the Lions necessarily is because they have been playing at 100%. There is no hundred and ten percent, right? I mean, we we say that colloquially, if that's a thing. But I mean, in in reality, they're 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 playing as good as they possibly can with the talent that they have. And even if they get another year of a hundred percent out of their team, I just don't think it gets that much better. I wouldn't be super surprised if they get into the playoffs. But to actually be a power, I you mean, know, if we get halfway through the season or three quarters of the way through the season, and the Lions are like one of the Super Bowl favorites, you know, one of the top two or three teams, I'm going to be pretty stunned. If the Packers are there, the only thing every single person is going to think is, dang, I guess Jordan Love was good. That's all it takes. Nobody's going to be looking at that and going, what? How? You know how. Come on. Everybody knows the formula. So, yeah, it's it's the potential. What's the upside? The Packers have a very, very high ceiling. They have the highest ceiling in the NFC North. Of course, they have a low floor. But it makes no sense to only look at the floor and say that's what it is and just completely acknowledge or ignore the ceiling. Howdy. Hi.
7: Uh, so this whole entire apparel thing for the draft, that's going to be happening in two years, we got some time to, to put our, our people into the lab, you know, to, to see what they come up with. But let me say this. Who is one of the PACA uh, podcast's favorite players? It's Aaron Jones, even though you wanted to get rid of him like last year. No, yeah, he's about it. But with that being said, what is he always wearing? A sombrero. So here's what I'm thinking. A PACA after dark sombrero. Think about it. You can even put my face on it. All right, bye.
1: You know, you get all pissy about you putting faces on, so you were the one that pushed that idea, bud, and you sent it to me, so don't even start with me. Um, yeah, the sombrero thing's cool, but I, I, I think there's going to be people that wear the sombreros anyways, so it's kind of like stealing, um, it's making Packernet look bigger than it is. Not a ton of people, but there's going to be four, five, six, seven people there rocking sombreros and being like, what up, dude? What are you? Be like saying, you know what we should do? Wear Packer shirts. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. We're going to end up with like 17 different ideas that's going to come down to just wear whatever you want. That's what I think is going to happen.
3: Okay, so Ryan, I have a question that I failed to mention in my last call. I wanted to see if you would do some comparisons about uh, LaFleur's time in L.A., and his time in Atlanta that you mentioned frequently, uh, when being an offensive coordinator and having success with uh, Matt Ryan and Jared Goff. I was wondering if you might be able to, you know, give me just the numbers in the background when, uh, for Matt Ryan's, uh, Super Bowl run and Jared Goff's Super Bowl run. Both of these quarterbacks, um are not what you consider being the flashy, you know, uh, Mahomes or Allen type numbers, but both of these guys did get to the Super Bowl and I was just wondering what their numbers looked like and what their offenses kind of, uh, uh, embodied. You know, what were their receivers numbers, touchdown numbers, uh, because I'm, what I'm getting at is I really think that Jordan Love kind of has that style of Steady, you know, successful numbers that, you know, these two guys, you know, managed to get to the Super Bowl with. Um, I think that he's that kind of guy He embodies that type of uh, quarterback mentality. And I think we got the weapons to do it. So I'm just kind of wondering if that gives us a better idea of what we could expect from him in this, uh, you know, LaFleur offense. So we've got the weapons and Atlanta had them. And L.A. had them, and they managed to get to the Super Bowl. And I was just wondering, you know, if Green Bay has something that's similar or something that's even maybe better than what those guys had. So I'm just curious, you know, what maybe were his best three years as an offensive coordinator and what those quarterbacks did. I'm out.
1: Yeah, so Matt LaFleur was actually the quarterback's coach in Atlanta. He was Matt Ryan's quarterback coach and then um he went over to the Rams in 2017 for their offensive coordinator for that gig before Tennessee's offensive coordinator gig. Um Matt Ryan's best year, I mean there was a lot of stuff in there and, and you know, general rule of packing it after dark, I ain't doing that much work, but I'll I'll pull up a little bit here. Um so it was 2015-2016 was when Matt Ryan was his quarterback coach. He had his uh, his best year being a quarterback was 2016. That was the Super Bowl run. Uh, nearly 6,000 yards he threw for, uh, which is 600 more than he's ever. He's only thrown for 5,000 yards twice, and he almost threw 6,000. Um, 9.4 yards per attempt. His second highest was 8.1, and his third was 7.8. So only w- twice did he get over... Um, you know, eight or higher, and it was nine and a half. He had 47 touchdowns. His next highest was 38. And uh, seven interceptions was tied for his lowest ever. So just absolutely freaking dominant performance um, is, uh, yeah, all the stats. (laughs) Uh, Matt LaFleur then went to um, L.A., Jared Goff, for the Rams as a rookie, had a 42 grade in 2017, and I think this is Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur. Maybe Sean was there a year earlier, but I don't think so. He jumped up to a 75.5 grade. Now, after Matt left, he went up again to an 84.3, and then you started to see a little bit of that regression, including with Detroit, where he's kind of maintained about the same stuff, even though the numbers are a little bit better than they have been in the past and not by much. It's been more or less the same. So uh but but you know, the system in general. Again, he he was terrible in LA before McVeigh and Matt LaFleur got a hold of him. Then he went on a really nice stretch, and Sean uh Matt Ryan also I think benefited from that. I think a lot of these guys kind of benefit from this kind of a system. Certain quarterbacks can handle different things, but I think most quarterbacks can handle this. And I think when you get a guy like Matt Ryan that's Good, not great. Or, for example, Matt Stafford, who's good, not great. And you put him in a quarterback-friendly system and you watch what they can do. Look at Aaron Rodgers. He was kind of fizzling out a little bit and haven't seen that magic in a while. And boom, back-to-back MVPs. Now, does that really tell us anything about Jordan Love? Not really. I mean, maybe if you wanted to dig a little deeper into their play style or whatever, which I, I wouldn't even know where to begin, and that's a full, massive project to undertake. Because obviously there's been really good and really bad quarterbacks. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee for Marcus Mariota. He didn't exactly blow up. Now, granted, he was injured. He had a jacked up throwing hand that year. But I mean, it's not magic, and it's not going to make everybody great. And so, ultimately, we just got to wait and see if if Jordan Love can do it. But I think he's in the best possible situation. I mean, it, it is a again, it's it's a quarterback friendly system that has had a lot of success with quarterbacks. And Matt LaFleur is a quarterback guy who's worked with a lot of quarterbacks and done a lot of great things with those quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, right? He he got the best out of Matt Ryan. He got Jared Goff on a much better plane. He got the best out of Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, maybe the best. 2011 is the only competing year to 2020, and I'm not sure if it was better. So everything's laid out for him, man. They, they They've got everything. The road is perfectly paved. He's just got to be able to walk it.
0: Ron, Kyle from Madison. Yo. Yeah, sign me up for the Packernet After Dark headband. Right. It wouldn't even need to be After Dark, too. it could just be the Packernet logo. Um, I used to own restaurants, do like uh, embroidery. I think that was like once you paid the 10 bucks for the, the digitization of the logo, I think it was like a couple dollars in addition to whatever item you put it on, whether it's a polo or a headband or whatever. And I'm thinking your logo would be, probably be pretty nice like that, right in the middle.
8: Yeah, dude.
0: I'm not all about the buttons. I'm thinking, like, if we all show up the draft. Like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, like, how the headband's not limiting because you can rock whatever Packers swag you want, and you still
1: got... Yeah, you can just do, like, the old-school 80s, like, hanging out of your back pocket kind of thing, you know, with your torn-up shirt and your torn bleach jeans, you know? Just frickin' rocking it.
0: The headband on, you, it doesn't you know, encumber your shades or whatever, your cool hair. I'm not all about the button. I had a had a button accident when I was a kid where it like, deployed, the little pin deployed off of its hook. Uh-huh. And yeah, gotcha. there were sensitive areas injured, all right? So oh, yeah, I don't want to yeah, get yeah. into it. But, yes, vote for the headband. Thank you.
1: Plus, buttons just feel, it feels like uh, you're a politician. You know, Wisconsin, they've got these farm breakfast things that are freaking dope just during the summer you go out to a farm and they got pancakes and eggs and stuff. And that's pretty much animals and whatnot. Um, and I know a couple of times I've gone out and you're waiting in this long line for food and some guy comes up to you with like buttons and is shaking your hand. Cause he's running for Congress and you're seven years old. Like, dude, I don't care. I just want pancakes. But, um, it just, it just feels a little political, which granted that's kind of part of this, right? You're looking to drum up support and, See a lot of see see a lot of people with your buttons on and everything. But I don't want it to be like that, you know. Should be something kinda cool, like a like a bandana or a headband or something, you know? So that's what I think. What do you think?
7: Hey Ryan, this is Aaron. Um you're on because, uh hopefully, so hopefully the sound works all up. Anyway, I know that we're having a lot of problems trying to come up with a song that we can have for this season. So, yeah. um I have my ukulele in hand and yes. I'm gonna just yes. Make one up on the spot, really Ugh. quick. I don't really know how this is gonna go, but I guessing you. it's gonna be pretty bad. All right, but here you go. Yes. Don't you worry about coming into Green Bay. If you win, and that's just your dream state. You don't want to play us when we got on our game face Throw them love will catch you offside, that's a free play Thinking you will win, man, that's just the mean face He said he's a human dead, he's resurrected. Watch your face, or AJ is going to run all over it. I said, Wash your face, or AJ Dillon's gonna run all over it. What's that flight like? above your head? It's just a touchdown from Jordan Lowe to Romeo Doe. What's that one bad draw face? It's just Christian Watson scoring a touchdown. This Anderson Carlson game winning field goal is just overkill because he just needs you by 30 points. Green Bay's dead. We just got resurrected. Green Bay's not dead. Jesus just got resurrected by Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Anyways, it's probably really bad, but I hope you enjoy it.
1: <laughs> you have no That's idea.
7: Probably not going to be our song.
1: How much I enjoyed time. that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Bye.
1: I can't believe how many thoughts I have. Just stuck in my brain right now. First of all, thank you for doing that. Second of all, I was—I don't—I don't know that that ukulele just put me in a trance because I was sitting here just listening. Like, what have I done? What it? What have I built here? <laughs> I never really stepped back to just think about it. I've got all these people calling in, and now I got somebody calling in singing a homemade custom song on a ukulele about A.J. Dillon running through your face. This is a cool thing here. I like this thing. Um, another thought. The singing, or rapping, or whatever that was. Um, you know, it was a thing. Maybe maybe, maybe work on the, the lyrics a little bit. Uh, the ukulele, though, I don't know why I enjoyed that so much. It was so freaking peaceful. I don't know if you just ripped that off from somewhere but if if that's like your thing you need to kind of hang on to that and keep working on that cuz that the uh you know whatever you, I don't know what music terms are but the thing that you were doing was actually kind of awesome and I really liked it and I think somebody could do something good with that and and another thought that I had not to say you couldn't cuz maybe you explore options is all I'm saying Um, Also, we should hook you up with Peter Thomas, because he's really good at all the music stuff. And if we could get some, like, Packers music going, I don't know. I don't don't, don't know how that would work, if you guys would be able to work that out. But, um, you know, just saying, Peter, if you're out there listening, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Am I the only one? Like, I was sitting here, like, I was actually... Well, on one hand, I'm, like, laughing because it's, it's funny, right? The lyrics are, are cracking me up. But I was ready to, like, drift off into sleepy land, man. That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not used to the ukulele as much. But even bad sound quality and all, that was that was nice. Anyways, let's uh, take a quick break, come back and see what Mr. JJ's got to say, say.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment
5: Brian, it's JJ. Hey, podcaster. Yes, From you are. <laughs> uh Uh, got my rant slash topic. Whatever. You brought up breakfast foods and like, yeah. People being like, "Oh, why you eat that for for breakfast? You eat pizza for breakfast?" Yeah, shut up, dude. I hate breakfast foods. Like, I can kind of stomach you know, pancakes or whatever once in a while.
1: They're good.
5: But I really struggle. If I'm gonna go out somewhere for breakfast, which I do frequently because it just fits my schedule well to go out for work, you know, with a buddy or whatever. My buddies will laugh at me because I have a hard time finding something on the menu that I will eat for breakfast. So I'll do like a like a skillet mm-hmm. with potatoes and or corned beef or sausage so or whatever. It's a cheesy potato skillet yeah, eggs. I do like that. I like uh, chicken fried steak or country fried steak, whatever you want to call it. That's so good. That's pretty good. But I mean, otherwise, like.
1: Biscuits and gravy. It's going to be on. like.
5: Waffles? Eggs and bacon or sausage, but I don't like how most restaurants make their bacon and sausage. And kind the eggs. Gross.
1: They do eggs. Eggs are easy so to mess At up.
5: home, I usually have. Whatever we have for dinner, I have for breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Uh, Or I'll cook some bacon or sausage sometimes, I guess. I'm, you know, not any more frequently than I will cook any other meat. I might cook chicken for breakfast or whatever. Yep. I just, I don't know, man. All these pastries and crap are just not for me at all. We got this one place in town that everybody loves to go to for breakfast, and all they got is, like, crepes. They have like a strawberry French toast or something, which, Sounds you good. know, I I do see the appeal of that, yeah. but I don't eat a lot of a la mode, son? sugar and carbs myself, so I just don't eat that, even though I, I get can it. see how it is good. I get it. So I'm not knocking that, but like the crepes and stuff, miss me with that. I'm not really into omelets either. I'll do like fried egg, occasionally I'll go for scrambled eggs, but I don't know, omelets are not my favorite. Anyways, breakfast
1: foods kind of suck yeah so i'm I'm halfway with you on that um obviously you're calling in to agree with me on the on the larger point, but I think breakfast foods can be amazing like if you go out to a restaurant and get some real breakfast food or if you actually want to take the time to cook a breakfast meal, there's not a lot of just like take it out of the fridge and eat it type foods that are good for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like you got to cook the stuff like pancakes. You got to mix all the batter and do all the stuff. Waffles, same thing. And you got to have a waffle maker, um, even omelets or eggs in general. Like you, you got to bust out a pan and cook it. It's not like a ham sandwich or something, you know? Um, so it's a little bit more involved, but I, I do love some breakfast food, but it, you know, eggs, people can mess up some eggs, man. And bacon, Everybody's got their way of eating bacon. My wife, it has to be burnt to an absolute crisp. Again, yes, she is a vegetarian, but she's a weird vegetarian where she just kind of doesn't like a lot of meat. I think she just tells herself she doesn't like meat, but she does. I made her a breakfast burrito tonight because I know she loves those. The sausage is the most important component for her. She loves the saltiness of the sausage and all that. Bacon has to be burnt to a crisp because the fat grosses her out. I like it a little bit more floppy, man. I like some fat on my bacon. It's just how I do it. If you overcook it, I don't want it. But again, back to the the larger point, because I I actually really do love breakfast foods. Unless we're talking about a really good meal, which I usually, when I first thing in the morning wake up, am not going to cook that for myself, and I very, very rarely am going to go out to a restaurant for food or breakfast or anything. You're, You're telling me, let's say you have like leftover cheeseburger in the fridge from last night, or a bowl of freaking cereal which takes tastes like cardboard drowned in milk with sugar on it, which, by the way, nothing healthy about breakfast cereals. The idea that it's like, oh, that's not healthy. Are you kidding me? Freaking Pop-Tarts, which I guess is one easy breakfast food. But, it's, it, you know, it, like you said, like pastries. Like, you, you're waking up eating cake, but I can't have a cheeseburger? I just, I, it, whatever it is in my brain that's supposed to tell you that that's wrong, I don't have that. And I don't know what, like, it's, it's, early. why would you eat a cheeseburger? Like, what's wrong with it? what's seven in the morning what does that even mean it's a simple question which one tastes better the cereal or a cheeseburger it's very easy for me the burger tastes a lot better right or leftover pizza are you freaking kidding me cold pizza right out of the fridge although i think most people would agree that that's delicious so we might as well just call that a breakfast food like cold pizza's breakfast food (laughs) yeah i just i never understood that like are you kidding me? It's it's breakfast. You're eating that for breakfast? Like, what, what does that mean? It's just words. Why are you? What What is the point of the words? What are you trying to convey to me? What does that even mean? I shouldn't eat it because what? Do people, like, wake up with sore stomachs and they're like, oh, it's too heavy. Which I never got that either. Like, oh, it's going to upset my tummy. What's wrong with your stomachs? Why is everyone's stomach so stupid? You can't handle anything. <laughs> just eat it. It tastes good. It tastes the exact same at 7 in the morning as it does at 7 o'clock at night. Exact same, aside from the fact that at 7 at night it's probably coming off the charcoal grill. But still, the reheated one tastes the exact same. No difference. So I don't care. Not saying I do that regularly, because I don't. But if it's just sitting, I I don't understand that thought process. When I go into the fridge, no matter what time it is, the question is, what do I want to eat right now? I don't care what the clock says. What looks good? Oh, that looks good. I guess I'll eat it. Leftover pasta? Yes, please. Take out some leftover spaghetti and noodles, sprinkle a little cheese on it. Spaghetti and meatballs, I mean. Spaghetti and noodles make sense. And just mow it down, bro. I'm hungry. What do you want from me?
2: Hello, sir. I just saw the Aaron Rodgers video about Sean Clifford in his locker room. And as a former military member, who knows the Fanatic Alpha, Alphabet, Trot Uniform, Charlie Kilo... Aaron Rodgers what a you know what I'm saying have a good night Chris from Wausau
1: um I I think you're referring to the comment that he made about how's my locker it's another one where I I didn't really think anything of it until I think other people started making comments about it um I don't know you probably have to lay it out for me because I'm a little slow just as far as, like, what, what the implication is. Like, I'm guessing it's, you're thinking that he's being kind of pissy about it. As though they should have kept it open or something and not given it to him. I don't know. But fair enough. Luke.
6: Hey, what's hey. up, Ryan? What's it's up? Lombard, tonight. What's up? It's been a long time since I called. I called you two times before. Gave you a little bit on my history with the story of Magic Mike and then just I was really hopeless after um, the last home loss against the Lions. I am so happy to report I am in such a better place. Good. You helped me get there of course but I have placed a lot of bets. (laughs) I bet on the Packers winning the division getting to the playoffs. Oh, the rest of the three lose your, you know, we don't need to talk about them. The biggest one's the Bears. They still suck. I bet against all of them, on uh, the younger, um, I have been taking and keeping lots of receipts. There are so many people, even, like, people who have played for the Packers who are doubting them. I'm going for a walk, and um Getting short on oxygen. <laughs> Gotta breathe, my brother. All right. It's good to be outside, though. Late at night, early in the morning. Walking in Lombard. I feel like this is your home turf. I have a movie for you. I remember you saying that you were really down on the horror or comedy genre. There's this movie, American Gothic. I got to breathe. I am, like, really out of shape. <laughs> At least there's not, like, a loud, I'm not ice cream in the truck in the background. All right. Good Lord. I've been drinking a lot of beer. I didn't say that. Um, I have 45 seconds. Good Lord, time's going fast. It's so much fun talking to you on the phone and catching my breath. So I'm really optimistic about the Packers. Um, Yep. So the movie American Gothic, it's super funny. (laughs) Okay. My wife and I watched it. It will not disappoint. Talk to you later.
1: All right. American Gothic. I know I've heard of that but I don't know what it is 17 seconds oh my god this is
6: valuable time and I have breath
1: you know my favorite candy bar
6: is a take five You,
1: you, you you gotta okay um so American Gothic the movie American Gothic movie 1987 okay Uh, Seems pretty dope. I'll check it out. You know, you don't have to use all the time if you don't, you know, you could just say the first thing and then, you know, you're not paying for it. So it's not like you got to get your money's worth, like going to a buffet and just being like, I don't know, I'm kind of full, but I paid for all the food in here. So I have to eat them all. But you got me real excited when you said that I helped you kind of get through the, uh, The loss and whatnot which is an annual tradition people tell me that i'm um that they're really distraught and very upset and they can't do it anymore and uh you know not rooting for this team anymore i need a break and then you know we come back next year and it's you know thank you for helping me get through that which is always pretty cool but it was unfortunate to hear you went to the extremes which maybe these extremes are what causes you know it's kind of a snowball effect then you come back a little too hot and then you lose a bunch of bets, um, and then you get super depressed again. And then, um, and on top of that, you're going to have to blame me for that. But I, I, for the record, I'm not telling anybody to place any bets on anything. I don't want anyone losing their money or their homes or their marriages or anything over um, getting a little bit overhyped. I'm I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a positive picture here. So be careful. With the bets and whatnot, and the the trash talk and everything, because there's a chance we don't win the division, and all that crap gets thrown back in your face at the moment that you realize that you lost all that money, on top of just the pain of another season gone. So it's like the the trifecta, you know what I mean? Uh, What else? We talked about American Gothic. Didn't know that was a thing, but it looks kind of cool. Check it out if I can find it. Where is that uh, playing? It says it's on Tubi for free. Look at that. There it is. It's on Tubi. Dope. All right, so I can do that. Usually I'll watch some of these while I'm, like, uploading the podcast and everything because I save that for last because I hate doing it. But if I got, like, a movie or a video game going, it's like, I don't care. You go ahead and do what you got to do. I'll just sit over here and chill. So that's what I'll do.
2: Hey, Packy. Hey, Russ man. Russ for realist. This motherfucker just say Marvinson, Aronson. Marvinson? <laughs> Russ, I
5: love you.
1: Oh, you guys crack me up, man! Russ the Realist, my man. <laughs> oh, Joe the Janitor from Connecticut, what's going on?
4: Hey, Ryan. Hey, I'm Joe the Janitor. Hey, Joe. from Connecticut. Yeah. How's it going,
1: bud? I'm good. How are you?
4: So, I got a question for right. you. Um, well, we start with. Lead up to the question. Yeah, um, just rush so, into it uh, So, as, as you know, I recently took a trip to Florida. Yes, and um, so I've been down south, uh, you know, other times. But okay. when you go down and start getting into like Georgia, I believe mm-hmm. is when these huge gas stations um, called Buckies. They're down there. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm like infatuated with this place. I mean, they got everything from brisket. To antiques. Um, it's like a mini Walmart. Uh, unreal. Bucky's is the place. And the kids love it because they got Bucky dressed up, character uh, walking around the store. Huh. Fresh coffee.
8: I so, anyway, I listened that. to
4: this podcast, um, Belly Up. It's with some guys from the Midwest. Okay. Um, Charlie Barron and the you, you Bet Your Guy. The you yeah, Bet yeah, guy. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. But Isn't that Charlie um, yeah, one's from Wisconsin, I think, and they're uh, sponsored by a place called Fleet Farm, and they're always talking up Fleet Farm. Okay. I get it; they're sponsored by them, so they have to. But the way they talk about Fleet Farm makes me think of Bucky's, and I'm just wondering: is this is no. this place no. as awesome as Charlie Barron? And you betcha, say it is. Is the Fleet Farm great? Uh, you got to have one around. you right? Yeah. if, if if these guys are Midwest, you're out in the Midwest, I guess. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin. Is there a Fleet Farm? Yeah. If there's a Fleet Farm, how sick is it? Um, and the Bears still
1: suck. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah, so Fleet Farm and Farm and Fleet. I don't know if thats they're both just Midwest things or whatever. I think they were, like, brothers or cousins or something that started competing things. I don't know if that was a rumor that I just heard that was made up. But, yeah, one is Fleet Farm, one is... Farm and Fleet, um, and they're—I mean, I haven't been to a ton, but they're basically just like you know Home Depot. Now, maybe I'm pissing some people off. I don't know. I don't frequent. Uh, I, I, I maybe have set foot in one like once in my life. I don't know. I don't have one in my immediate area, so if I go to a hardware store, it's going to be like Ace or something because it's closer or Home Depot. So maybe it's like saying Quick Trip is just like BP, and people are going to just light me on fire. But I don't think. And I should be careful, because I, you know, maybe want to sponsor this show sometime. To my knowledge, it's it's a hardware store like you would find most hardware stores. In other words, they don't sell briskets. They don't have people dressed up in costumes walking around. They sell, like, you know, tools and bird seed with grass seed and hoses, fishing waders, you know? All right, let's do one more. Seth from Iowa, you get the honors.
2: Hey Ryan. It's Seth uh, hi hi, uh I gotta figure out what's going on with some of my calls. The quality is terrible, so sorry about that either uh, maybe I was talking through my headset or or I just suck at talking and don't realize it. who knows it's all good. anyways um couple things first, um oh what's that? oh yeah, um. Sorry about uh, throwing the chat, the question out there to Steve at the Discord. I didn't realize there was a Discord when an I threw that out there. But yeah, we'll try to use that. so We're not talking through your show. Um, second thing is, uh, if ever once in a while someone calls in and they get all see that, that we don't have a podcast that day. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, I usually check my phone about ten, fifteen, ten thirty <laughs> at night, and I usually check in the morning. And when there's not a podcast, I'm pretty disappointed. However, if we could all give Ryan. A freaking dollar a day, or a dollar a month, I think. Not a dollar oh,
1: a day. A day um, dollar a
2: day would probably be better. Yeah. Anyways, if we could all give him a dollar a month, Ryan could quit his job, and and uh, he would have no problem rolling out these podcasts and uh, giving all sorts of content, Big. and uh, can we all drink, uh, like, one half a pop less? Do we realize how little a dollar a day is? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Start, uh, I mean, I could go on for some stupid ways to find a dollar. Just give the man a freaking dollar. Um, anyways, give Ryan a dollar a day, and then you can quit, uh, quit bitching about, uh, not having podcasts. Um, and second thing I had, well, uh. Is uh, about the grilling stuff. I'm going to call back in. I'm going to run out of time by the time I get through this. Uh, I'll be right back.
1: Oh, fine. We'll do the second call. Here we go.
2: Hey, Ryan. It's hey, Beth. Man. I'm back. Sorry again for calling in twice now, but like I said, I got to...
1: me with the grilling, so I had to come back at you.
2: New baby and work's busy and... Uh, yeah, all good. ...I have no time to call in during the week, so I got to get all my thoughts in on the weekend. So you'll hear from me like a uh, couple calls in a row, like once a week, once every other week. Anyways... Uh, I wanted to call on about grilling. We were talking about, you know, you, uh, at, uh, Weber Smoky Mountain, I think, which I have no idea what that is, so I'll have to look that up. Um, but you were asking me how I liked my master built. Yeah. And, uh, I, I freaking love it. Um, there's, uh, there's this guy that does all sorts of mods to, like, beef it up. Um, but honestly, I haven't bought one of them. I probably will at some point. Um, like in the past, I had a Green Mountain pellet grill and it started to wear down, so then I, swapped out for this uh this grill the master build and uh instead of having to swap out for a new grill I'll just build upgrades and parts it makes like a bunch of really thick stainless steel parts to swap out mm-hmm. um to so help it last a really long time and there's some other mods you can do, so I'll probably go that route instead of buying a new grill um whenever I get there, but I've had it for I think almost a year and a half two years, no issues so far, and uh yeah, you can throw um Starting is easy, so I think some people said it's hard to start. It's easy. They had some issues way early on, but they made a bunch of upgrades. So if you buy uh-huh. one nowadays, it's easy to start. You can throw uh, lump charcoal or uh, uh, briquette charcoal in. You can also throw wood chunks in. That's super um, cool. And when the charcoal burns up, it goes into an ash pan. So you can actually, a little trick, you can throw wood chunks or even charcoal in that ash pan. There you go. And as the hot ashes fall down, it'll make those smokes. You get some extra smoke. So there's some really cool ways to get a lot of smoke in there um also the grill comes with uh the grates flip over to a sear grate so you can have like one on smoke one on sear so i'll smoke a steak and then um and you know i do a reverse sear, and i'll yep. then throw it over to the other half of the grill because there's two grates one and so i'll have that one on the sear side because you can flip them over um like i said one side smoke one side is sear. And I'll see them then, um, or I'll pop them off for a second and fire it up. But it's not fun to have to handle grates when it's, like, 500 degrees. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I love is I have the 1050 model, which is the size, but more importantly, um, it comes with a griddle attachment. Cool. Um, And I love that freaking griddle. I use it all the time. So it's kind of like having a pellet grill, charcoal grill, uh, blackstone all in one. I mean, I, I do kind of love the, the convenience of the black, blackstone actual blackstone propane. But anyway, you can get that griddle going and it gets really hot. And I've made some pretty sweet stuff on there. Tacos, or sometimes even if I want a really good sear and a piece of meat, I'll do them on the griddle instead. Cause you get that nice hot surface, but you still get the smoke from the charcoal. So.
1: Did you leave me? I guess that's it. Um, Time flies when you're talking about grilling. Yeah, so th- this was actually one of the grills I looked at early on. Um, and for whatever reason, probably, like you said, there were some issues and stuff. And I was like, nah, I guess I just won't do it. But it really does make a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I go back and forth on a lot of stuff. I know everybody talks up the Weber Smoky Mountain and for good reason. And it's, it, I'm sure it's great. And I'm sure if I get this instead of that, I will end up regretting it. Just like if I get that instead of this. I, I think what I need to do is just at some point acquire one of these and acquire a um Weber Smoky Mountain because you know again being able to put the wood in there I think is super cool and and you still have the controlled environment granted you could do that with other stuff but it's just it's a lot more controlled and easier as opposed to like jerry-rigging one of those fans on there that has like a feedback loop that you put the thermometer in and then it kicks on a fan when you need it and whatnot I don't know I'm never gonna to want to do one of those, anyways. If you if you want to do that, just get a get a pellet grill that'll manage the temperature for you. But no, man, that that is that is really cool, and I do love the taste of charcoal and the smell of charcoal and everything else. It's part of the reason I wanted one because it's like you know pellet grills are cool and all, but I'm all about that charcoal, man. And you get more of like a real fire, you know. Pellet grills, it's kind of like this tiny little fire that smokes tiny little pellets, and you don't get as much smoke flavor which i think is because there's a really low water content it's i don't know it's all a science thing but generally like the dry wood that you would use on a offset is what is it like 24% moisture and in the pellets because they're like dried and compressed sawdust it's i don't know like 5% moisture somehow it has to do with why it's not as smoky flavor but again you get a pellet grill that is charcoal and wood i don't know i don't know why that wouldn't be awesome it seems kind of perfect I'm sure there's something wrong with it. I just don't know what it would be. And yeah, man, you can put those hard sears right on there because it's the other thing with those pellet grills. I mean, I, I got a little flame in mind. There's a little thing you can slide and you go right over that pot. But that temp, I mean, you can put your hand over it. So it's, it's there's a flame there, but it's a weak flame. It really doesn't even put, it's probably like 300 degrees or something. It's not going to put a sear on anything. But uh, yeah, I don't know, this is, this looks like a, man, I got to revisit this. A little bit more expensive, but not much. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I like it. I gotta look back into that and see what people are saying about it and whatnot. Because I think there's a whole, like, science to that. As far as, as, like, the ratios. Like, could you do like 50-50 charcoal and wood or would that kind of mess up stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I will ponder that on my own time. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye